you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on buzzers. Correct. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fingers on Buzzers. Oh, it's good to be back in the studio. Oh, and you know, I have got a good feeling about today because we are talking about one of my favourite things of all time. It's a... Toblerone. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> We might mention Toblerone because they are, of course, Swiss. And oh, very continental. Very continental. And we are taking a European tour on this episode because we are concentrating on going for gold. Magnificent. One of my favourites and absolutely a firm listener favourite. Mm. We've had so much excitement about this. So we will be talking to the man himself. No. John Suchet. No. <laughs> <laughs> The original host of Going for Gold, Henry Kelly, oh. I'm delighted to say, will be on the line asking, who am I, possibly? <laughs> if he Does he know who he is? He probably does yeah. know who he we is. We are very privileged. We are immensely privileged. We're also very privileged to have one of the original contestants <gasps> representing Sweden. Sweden. We have uh, John Thelling. Yes, down the line. All the way from... All, it, well, he's not in Sweden anymore. Oh. He's in Germany. It's in Germany. It's in Germany. Oh, well, at least he's on the continent. At least we'll get the, the <laughs> ringtone. We should play the ringtone out to the listeners. Yeah. Boop, boop. Oh, it's abroad. You always get that, don't you? You go, oh, they're abroad. Ooh, someone's oh, doing all right Someone's for doing all right. They're on a continental holiday. So um, we'll be talking to him. And we're going to go through Going for Gold and unpick it mm. and work out the secrets of its majesty. It's still going in France, did you know? Question pour un champion. Oui, oui, c'est ça. So we will be doing all things going for gold. So willkommen, bienvenue, bemvindo. I've run out. Uh, welcome to our going for gold special. So Jenny, pitch the scene. I'm at home. I'm a teenager, sort of late teens, mm -hmm. really. And I've just watched Neighbours. Yep. 
I'm probably off from school because I was, you know, wagging it, mm. bunking off, whatever you call it in your part of the world. And uh, just watch Neighbours. I'm just gearing up to watch Andy Crane on uh, Children's <sighs> BBC. From the broom cupboard. And in the middle of that, we hear... The heat is on, the time is right. And as the music of Hans Zimmer strikes up, I get very excited because it's time for Going for Gold. From 1987 Mm -hmm. to 1996, we as British people, and indeed the people of Europe, enjoyed... 703 episodes in 10 series. I certainly enjoyed all of those episodes. <laughs> Never missed a one. Never missed I, a I one. I probably didn't really miss any of them. It was it was part of the, the afternoon culture, shall we say. <laughs> it was, so yeah. So I was 14 when it started. You must have been a wee baby. I was, I was five. So 1987. I, but I remember watching it and thinking it's an impossibly glamorous prize because the, the main prize was always sort of a gold theme. So the first series, you, you won a all expenses trip to the Seoul Olympics. 1998 Seoul Olympics. And it was intended, I believe, just to be a one-off series to win that prize. So they called it Going for Gold, Gold Medals. And then it was so successful that they decided to just run and run it. So Going for Gold, let's just have some basic facts. It was made by Reg Grundy. Good old Reg. The Australian production company. He made everything at that time. He made everything that I liked on the television. Well, I think because Neighbours. It was just a Reg Grundy hour on the the BBC there. Um, And Going for Gold used the now familiar but then revolutionary repichage... Yes, you, you had your lineup of contestants, and if you didn't get through, you got to come back. That's it at the start of the week. And so there are many shows seven. that use that now. And then yeah, and then you've got eliminated during the week, and then uh, and then you got to come back. Yeah. So, and one of the brilliant things about it was that the prize was always gold related yeah. in some way, and they got they had to stretch a bit to find some of those. You're going to reach after a little while. There was a trip to the Gold Coast in Australia. Yeah, going panning for gold. Mm-hmm. Um, a trip to uh, Tony Hadley's house <laughs> to him sing Spandau Ballet's hit gold. I don't think that was one of the. No, that is an impossibly glamorous prize. That though. would have been an amazing prize. So, shall we go through the format? So yes. It was produced. It's going to sound really convoluted when you just talk about it. Though. I know. Well, this is what you I've need done. Need to be though. in it to. to You're get... going to be in it, Jen, because I am <gasps> going to go through true. round by round, and you are going to play. As if you are. Now, which uh, European country would you like to be from? So for those of you who aren't familiar with the series, there would be a series of contestants from different They'd all be waving nations. and a little coin at the start. They'd all be with waving. a little flag. Wearing pastel colours because it was the yes. 80s. And, um, and you didn't really get to know anything about them until latter rounds. No, it's right into the quiz. It was, yes. If you so, can't quiz, we're not, we're, you're not worth finding any more about it. That's exactly it. Yeah, you're expendable. Yeah. Right. So we start off uh, and round one is Who Am I? Okay. Beautiful. So, Henry Kelly. Now, do you want me to do the accent? This is the, something that we have. Will it decided. be Will it be offensive? Yes. Yes, um, it will. It will be deeply offensive. Even though, I mean, my family are Irish, so I should get a free pass, <laughs> but... What is my name? <laughs> what was that? I, I don't really know. I'll keep, I'll keep trying it. Okay. If it works, it doesn't. Right, okay. So, this would be the thing. So, Henry Kelly... And I've got a big buzzer here. Cracking straight away. There'd yeah. be no preamble. No. You'd have a massive buzzer. They really, they were big. Yeah. Style, you know what you would press to activate the nuclear. Yes. Codes. Big buzzer. Um, what is my name? I am a body of water with an area of eight thousand three hundred square kilometers. I am the second largest lake on my continent. I lie at an altitude of three thousand eight hundred and ten meters, making me. The world's highest navigable lake. Buzz. Yes. I'm going to say uh, Lake Titicaca. You're right. Hey! <laughs> I might drop the I'm, rep- I'm, re- I'm representing the the Republic of Bolton, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> A little European outpost in the northwest. Okay, so th- that's the basic format. I'll do you another one. Yeah. I'll do you another one. Um, okay. I am an animal that is found worldwide. In the West, I am the subject of unfavourable myths. But in the Orient, I am often considered to be... Oh, Finland's buzzed in. <laughs> And they're going, oh, no. easy to bear. And no, it, no, it's not Finland. Sorry, you're out you're of frozen out. You're frozen out. Oh, no. Um, <clears throat> but in the Orient, I am often considered to be a good luck symbol. Oh. I am a mammal 
and my different varieties feed on insects, fruit, pollen and nectar, while one species is famous for feeding on blood. Oh, Buzz. Buzz, it's the People's Republic of Bolton. It's a bat. It is a bat. Aww. I'll do you one more. Go on. Okay. Uh, who am I? I am an American stand-up comedian and actor who was born in Brooklyn in 1961. At the age of 19, I became a regular cast member on the television show Saturday Night Live and have had hits with films such as Coming to America. Buzz. For, yes. Uh, Eddie Murphy. Yes. There we go. Very good. So there we go. So that was round one. Oh, that was only, well, it was sort of round one. Okay, yeah, that was kind of, oh, yes. Well, that, that was the elimination. That was the elimination round. Yeah. And then we move on to, as Henry Kelly called it, the first round proper. The first round proper. He, did, he was owning that format. He was renaming things left, right and centre. I know, but the catchphrase is caught on. So round two was beat the buzzer. Uh, so you could choose a one, two or three point question. <sighs> so you'd get um, uh, an initial question and then you could choose uh, how many points you wanted to go for. So your starter question is going to be an octet is a group of how many? Buzz. Yes. Well, I, I'm not really sure with your pronunciation. I'm going to say eight. Yes, I said an octet. It could have sounded like yeah. an octet. Yes, eight. <clears throat> right, so your next question. It's languages. How many points do you want? I'll go three. Okay. What type of building is a schloss? Buzz. Do I have to buzz? Oh, it's my question. No, you still have to buzz. Everyone uh, bu- could buzz yeah, in buzz. at this point. Yeah, buzz. It's a castle. Yes. So, And it was the first six. So I'll just see if I can get you to six. Okay, pop music. I can't believe points? I beat Germany to that. I know, it's amazing, isn't wow. it? The German contestants weeping. Um, pop music, how many do you want? Oh, three. Pop three. music. Under Attack was an 80s hit for which Swedish pop group? Um, Roxette? Nope. Nope, that goes to... Oh, that's gone to Spain. Oh, Little Jose, Spain. the Spanish contestant, got that oh. that was ABBA for three points. Oh, um, right. Um, I'm... Astronomy. 1987. I need to put my mind in 1987. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Astronomy. How many points do you want? Um, two. Yeah. Okay. The Great Red Spot is an atmospheric feature of which planet? Uh, Buzz Jupiter. Congrats. Right. So you've now got four points. So geography, how many points do you want? Oh, God. You need two. Uh, I'll go for two then. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, Henry, for helping me tactically. (laughs) Which American city is known as Mile High? Buzz. Mm Mm-hmm. Denver. Yes! She's through to the next round. Bolton has progressed. Okay, well, well done, Jenny. You're representing the People's Republic of Bolton and you have got through the first two rounds. Fantastic. So you are now going into round three, but... If this was on Channel 5, this is where the phone in, listener phone in would come in. Well, do you know what? We're going to do Ad something break. very similar. Okay. So we're going to have a break here because we're going to chat to an actual Going for Gold contestant <gasps> and then we will return to the format. Okay. On the line with us now, we have, I'm very excited to say, we have John, who we've just been discussing the pronunciation of your surname, John Thelin, 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 anything is fine. Wherever I'm you are in the world, fuzzy. it's uh, yes. you will have your own pronunciation. And you yes. are an actual bona fide going for gold contestant. We're that is true, yes. Very excited. So please share with us your memories of appearing on the show. Well, appearing on the show, well, the, the interesting thing, what I find the most interesting was that they uh, stipulated that you needed to bring a tie. I have never worn a tie in my life <laughs> or, 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 or had not at the time. Um, and so they got me a tie for the first show, first episode that we shot. And then at lunch, I was, I was, it was getting in my soup and I was like, this is not working. <laughs> so they got me a bow tie instead. And because oh. this was out at, out at Pinewood, uh, it was a bow tie that had belonged to Dirty Den from the East End. <gasps> wow! Did that mean yeah. anything to you at the time? Yes, yes. Okay. I, I, mean, I, I, I may, I may have an American accent, but I'm, I'm pretty up on on British. Uh, popular culture and stuff so yeah I, I knew what that meant knew about dirty den d- den and edge yeah, yeah. all of that exactly merry wow. christmas so, yeah. so you were carrying the spirit of leslie grantham with you as you went into <laughs> yeah. the quiz and uh, right so can you remember anything about your opponents where where in the world were they all from um from all over the place there was there, i remember specifically an italian man whose name was dan david because it was such an un-italian name <laughs> um and he on the first night that we stayed at the hotel, uh, the fire alarm went off at like four in the morning. And so we all had to evacuate. It was, not, it was not a big deal as it turned out, but we all had to evacuate. So we're standing out there in, in the parking lot and Mr. Dan David had brought his 
from his hotel room his entire set of an encyclopedia. Oh, wow. Because evidently, and he, he would spend time in this encyclopedia, like boning up on random facts, I guess, <laughs> in, in hopes of, of doing better. That's um, a serious quizzer, isn't it? That in the event of yeah. a fire, you wouldn't save your pets or your family. Nope, you would save nope. your encyclopedias. Exactly. So um, I remember that. I also remember that there was a, um, Henry Kelly said some, the question was something about, I am a dance. And then listed some, uh, some, uh, and he, Dan David, was going mazurka, but he kept forgetting to push the button. So he's going mazurka, and then somebody I was else so busted. Excited to somebody quiz. else busted and, and said, um, you know, uh, waltz, no, and he went mazurka, and uh, somebody else buzzed in and said something else. And he was just sitting there going mazurka, mazurka, which turned out to be right. So. God, he's probably sitting somewhere that. in Italy in a room in a darkened room now, rocking back and forth, just going mazurka. It was mazurka. <laughs> <laughs> it was Mazurka, yes. Oh my goodness! Um, and so, how did he get on? And more importantly, how did you get on? How far did I, you progress? Uh, I got into the final on the first day, mm. um, and lost out to Juliette from France, who I later became fairly good friends with, and actually went to visit in Paris. Oh. Um, and uh, I remember vividly, of course, because like you've said so many times on the show before that you always remember the one that gets you knocked out. Absolutely. What <laughs> um, was it for you then, John? And, 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 you know you know the, the basic structure of the 4-3-2-1 in going for gold, right? Yeah. And, and you can pass or play. And she had five points. So if I had decided to play, it was my turn. If I decided to play, she could not have won in that round. Okay. But Henry Kelly goes, category is the Bible. And I just freak out. <laughs> and I just pass. Oh, oh no. so you handed the victory error. Oh. And, and then this is the question okay uh, we are a biblical couple our story is usually known as the story of creation oh. it's like not even halfway down the oh, board no. and so like yeah that's oh, how i got what i feel for tragedy that's yes, um, it's, it's terrible do you know what though it's such a common thing though isn't it that you just hear a subject and you freak out and you go yeah. oh, i do yeah. that if it's sport i just go no thank you yeah, yeah, yeah. and all tactics <laughs> and i mean <laughs> Me this too. was why it was a good format and so did you then come back the next day i did come back the next day but at that point i think i'd kind of figured out that i wasn't interested in the grand prize and i was like <laughs> well, i'm not i'm I, i'm not gonna make it i i may possibly get out of this week but I don't think I was strong enough to go to semifinals or make it all the way to the finals. But I mean, I, I could definitely have have, uh, have won my week if I had applied myself. I think. Can you possibly. remember what the prize was? What gold themed prize? Uh, yeah, it was like a trip to Australia or something, and I just oh. wanted money. I, I was like, <laughs> when I heard about it. <laughs> My mother was the one who who said, "Oh, they've got this show in England called Going for Gold. You should apply for it." And I'm like, "Real gold? (laughs) Yeah, exactly." I thought I was going to get money because you know I'd lived in America, so that's where they win all the big prizes. Yes, because we weren't allowed to give proper prizes away in those days on British telly. You you just had to give a trip, a a slightly low budget trip to Australia. White goods or. I mean, yeah. I think it was, I, I seem to remember it was you went panning for gold. And mm. I think, yes, exactly. You know, that was probably exactly. to earn your return fare back to, <laughs> back to Europe, to, to be honest. Exactly. So how many exactly. days were you actually holed up in Pinewood for? Not that many. What happened was because I was knocked out, uh, I also lost my hotel room. Uh, because oh. you only get a hotel room for as long as you... And I kind of wanted to stay because I was enjoying it. I was having a good time. I'd made some friends. You on and the, the French woman sounded like you were getting pretty cosy. So, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Best oh, yeah. She, she actually ended up uh, dating one of the production assistants. Oh, God, it was all yeah. going on on Going yeah. for Gold, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Saucy times. And honestly, and you, talk, you talk about my name here and how to pronounce it. It was uh, They had uh, production assistants that come up to you and to keep your energy up when they're doing uh, camera changes or whatever. Uh, resets of various kinds so to keep your energy up they have to talk to you so that you're you, you when it, t- it comes time to start filming again you're not just low energy yeah. and one i had never thought of this before because i grew up in sweden and austria and in america and so i was like 23 at the time i think and she this woman one of the production assistants in trying to have something to talk about she says to me well you know you're from sweden uh, so so your name isn't actually john it's Yon. That had never occurred to me that that was like a different name that, in a sense. And, and it was, and that really blew my mind. I think that was, was one of the big takeaways. <laughs> <actually for me. laughs> so, 
So, and she has no idea how much she changed my life with that. But yeah, that's probably why you did do very well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> After exactly. that, you were still who am I? Well, someone, who, who am I? <laughs> someone had psyched you out with a fire alarm on the first yeah. night, and then yeah. I tell you, what, I suspect that Dan David from Italy was probably uh, you know probably trying to rig it. He's yeah, he probably bribed oh, yeah, yeah. her to blow your mind. And <laughs> he'd set his fire alarm and come out with his uh, encyclopedias to throw you all off. It's, it's yes, mazurka. Mazurka. Yeah. So, um, yeah. and that experience of quizzing, just one quick question. Henry Kelly, yeah. uh, a genius saint angel man, was he lovely to you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. he was. Of course Good. he was. And, uh, but, you know, much as I say that I, I do have an idea of, of uh, British popular culture, I don't think I'd actually heard the phrase, good on you, the way, he, as, as much as he used it. I, I never really understood it. I mean, I understood that it meant good job or, or <laughs> not quite congratulations, but, you know, it was one of those. <laughs> He kept saying that, good on you. It can be used in so many ways. It yeah. can be patronising. Yeah, it can be self-patronising, be... yeah. but also genuine. But so the yeah. uh, the whole experience didn't put you off quizzing, did it, John? Because you are still not, not involved. I am, yeah, I am a quiz master right now. I have Ooh. a drag pub quiz. Wow. Uh, you're so you're saying all my had... trigger words here, John. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Yeah, Jenny is I'm basically actually... RuPaul's Drag Race is, <clears throat> is oh, her favourite okay. thing. Well, I've been doing drag for about a year and a half. I'm currently halfway in makeup. I've covered my eyebrows and I'm letting it set. Um, and I have the my my uh, my drag character is Emma Chizit. Uh, she is a <laughs> publand lady from from Clacton on Sea in Essex. Amazing. And um, and she runs this pub quiz here every uh, fortnightly. I, I, I would say biweekly. And then my friend noted that you know, biweekly is that American phrase that means either twice a twice week, a week or every two weeks yeah. or, or two weeks. <laughs> so I was like, oh, it's now it's fortnightly. Emma Chizzy, get your fill of Emma Chizzy. Yeah, exactly. But the the reason I got into drag was I came up with the name because I was like, well, maybe if I do drag, I'll uh, I could do like an Essex accent, which I can kind of do. And then I had to check it, and I YouTubed it, and there was this woman talking about the Essex accent, and she said, "Well, here in Essex, we don't say how much is it, we say Emma Chizzit." And I'm like, "Oh, fuck it, I got it." There you go. That's it. That's your drag ego. Perfect. Well, we shall be able to Berlin. Any minute to yeah. come and oh, yeah, I'm booking flights right now. Yeah. We'll yeah, come okay. every two weeks. We'll come both <laughs> bi-weekly and fortnightly. Uh, just feel, feel, to catch feel free it. to 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 Google the Emma Chizit Drag Pub Quizit. Yes, <laughs> yeah. so well. Where, just tell us where yeah. the venue is, just so that I don't even it's, have to. It's Google. called Ludwig. It's in here in Berlin. Lovely. Uh, it's yeah. It's a it's a queer bar and. Um, they have been extremely supportive and so helpful because I walked in trying to sell this idea to them and I was like all charged up. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to fight to get them to buy this concept. And they just went, oh, yeah, great. <laughs> As <laughs> and, they should. It's and, a pub quiz and, for the Essex Drag Queen. I mean, that is, yeah, it's the dream. Yeah. And, and, and even when we only had like five people one time, they were like, yeah, cool. Let's keep going. Keep it going. And, well, uh, you will certainly yeah. have more now. So uh, we will I spread the so. word about that. And thank you so much for sharing your memories of going for gold. Um, thank you so much. So now on our special going for gold themed episode, we have a listener quiz. Of course we do, because we always have a listener quiz now. But this one is going for gold themed. Yay! Uh, the lovely Claudia in Barnet has sent us a Thanks, going Claudia. for gold themed quiz. Well, I'm thanking you now. Yeah, well, let's see how we go. And our lovely producer, Amanda, is going to pose the questions to both of us. I certainly am. As you just said, it's a gold theme, which is... Ah, um, so it's gold. gold Ah, Like the prizes. Okay, yes. So Mm -hmm. thanks very much for that, Claudio. So um, I'll just get cracking, shall I? Please do. Which town in Australia was the site of one of the earliest gold strikes and has subsequently had a beer named after it? Oh, Castlemaine. Correct. (sighs) I was going to go for Foster's. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, okay. No, Victoria see. Bitter. No. <laughs> <laughs> Question number two. In the 1933 film I'm No Angel, which Hollywood actress says a gold Buzz. rush... Buzz! Jenny. <sighs> Mae West. Correct. Oh, right, so I'm going to ask you now if you would like history or science, Jenny. Oh, neither. Um, <laughs> it doesn't really make any difference because you're going to get... The, the one that you don't pick is going to be the question after that. Okay, but. <laughs> I will have history first. Then. Okay, so history. Who am I? I was born... <laughs> October the 8th, 1810 in New Jersey. I left New Jersey in 1834 and headed west and in 1844 began farming on the Missouri River. 
so nobody's buzzed in. So I'm oh, going to yeah. give the name, but then I want you to say what they're famous for. So my name is James W. Marshall, and on the morning of January the 24th, 1848, what did I find? Buzz. Lucy. Some gold. <laughs> he did. He, it was the one that the instigated gold the gold rush. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it seems so obvious in hindsight, yeah. doesn't it? You've got a point there. So the next question is... Science. Science. Buzz. <laughs> Great. Uh, what, I Buzz. Think, I think... <laughs> Just tell us the question, but I'm, I'm pretty confident I know the answer. I Come think on. you're going to know this too. <laughs> what is the atomic number of gold? Oh, actually, I didn't. Um, it is... 20, buzz, 24. No. Well, I can give you the answer and then give you another question as an extra point. Hey, you... Um, so yeah. the, the the atomic number is uh, seventy nine. So yeah. for the point, its symbol is AU. Where True. does AU come from? Or, or, or Latin. Latin for gold. Or I think you just got in there first, Lucy, didn't you? Neither was buzzed. Collapsed, but uh, okay. Well, it's, Lucy can have that. It's fine. <laughs> it is Latin and means shining dawn. So aurora, yeah, the aurora, aurora. yeah, aurora, aurora. Okay, so question number five: Which Japanese cartoon was first aired in the UK <gasps> in nineteen eighty two? Lucy, Mysterious Cities of Gold. Yes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, we will find. I'm going to say that we're going to use of gold. Yeah, that was beautiful. Sorry. I'm going to say that we'll go for the tiebreaker question because I think you've got about two each. Should we okay. do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah so hopefully. get ready on your mouth buzzers for this because you're both going to know it. What general name is given to any various yellow or gold-coloured minerals which can be mistaken? Buzz. Jenny. Oh. Fool's gold. Yes. Wonderful knew it. song by the Stone Roses as well. Well, that was a brilliant quiz. Thank Thanks, you very Claudio. much, Claudio. And I think you, you won that one again. Just. Jen. Yeah, you, you went for gold and you got it. 
we'll do it again. Then we had to scramble around every now and then to find some reason that gold could still <laughs> stay there. When it, when it uh, was first conceived, it came from the United States. It was called Rush for the Money. Mm-hmm. And there was no preliminary round. There was the beat the buzzer, um, four in a row, and then the final. But when it came to it, um, Michael Grade, who was then in charge of um, BBC Television, didn't like the word money in uh, a quiz programme. No. He thought, I think Grady thought it was vulgar. Mm. Anyway, so it became going for gold. Well, we had tremendous fun scrambling for reasons why it could still be called going for gold and what would the prize be. Then we had Australia. Ah, Australia um, has buried gold somewhere. Then we had somewhere in Africa, uh, the Gold Coast. Then we discovered in Mauritius that they had some connection with gold. And so it went on and went on. <laughs> that was some good researching from someone, finding all those, those gold think, connections. I think there was a bit of research and a bit of invention, to be quite honest. <laughs> well, there's a lot of gold in the world, isn't well, there? I'm sure you could always find something. You're quite right. There's a lot of gold in the world. But the thing about going for gold was my... Um, Long-term executive producer, Kerry Bunce, who started off as one of the researchers, she was once asked, um, what was the difference between a one-point question, a two-point question, and a three-point question? And Kerry said, if I know the question and the answer, it's one point. If I know the question, but I have difficulty with the answer, it's two points. And if I haven't never heard of the question and I don't know the answer, that's three points. Look, it was a very gentle quiz, and it attracted, uh, certainly for the first eight out of ten series, it genuinely attracted people from all over continental Europe. I mean, at one stage, we had um, a man, in fairness to him, he wasn't the most exciting man, (laughs) but he was a decent fellow, and he was a librarian in the Vatican (gasps) in Rome. Wow. Um, our, Our second winner was a wonderful man called Stein Erik Matson from Norway, who nearly dislocated my shoulder when he grabbed me when he'd won. I see. Yes, I remember that fondly. Yeah. And Stein Erik used to, um, whenever he got to a daily final, he'd always put a blank card down on uh, the desk in front of him. Nothing on it. And I often wondered what it was. And it was only when he won that he turned it around and he showed me that it was a tourist card of a photograph of the King of Norway. And I thought that was so sweet. And when he got back to Oslo, he let the King know that he'd won this internationally famous quiz program. And the King invited him to the palace in Oslo to congratulate him. Oh, I mean, sweet. there were so many nice, gentle stories. Yes. Well, it was, I mean, I, the first episode actually is on YouTube to watch and I really enjoyed it because you had, there was a guy called Hans Manns who was... Oh, the, Hans Manns. Yes. He had been the Austrian ambassador to Australia. Wow. I know, yes. amazing. And he, yeah, he'd been at the uh, Olympics. Yes. That's right. And he he later um, became um, what are known as eminent persons, um, people who have risen to high office in their own countries, as he had been an ambassador and was an observer at, I think, the first general election in Namibia or, um, I think it was Namibia, Hans was a distinguished person. Wow. I kept in touch with with a good few of them. I remember um, myself and my family were going through Geneva Airport one day and a lady came up and stood in front of me and she said, um, hello, Henry. And I thought, 
who on earth is this? A strange woman I, accosting you in the airport. Well, <laughs> well she was, she was um, ground staff from the airport, and she said to me, where are your tickets? And I thought, you know, we've been recalled for some reason. Mm-hmm. And she went away, she came back, and had bumped us up a class. Nice. And then I remembered, and she was a wonderful lady. Her name was Mika Pullman, and she had twin daughters, both of whom had been to university. And the reason I remember her particularly was I thought it was very unusual. Her two daughters had been at university in the Netherlands, and they had majored in Latin and Greek, wow. for goodness sake. Goodness me. <laughs> yeah, who does Latin and Greek these days? <laughs> Alas. Yeah, via Dutch as well. That's amazing, yeah. isn't it? Well, because we actually spoke to one of the contestants that you had on, a lovely Swedish man called John Thielen, and he was saying that he had a fantastic time because, you know, they all stayed over together in the hotel. Yes, that's right. And uh, they all made friends. And it does sound like yeah. a wonderfully kind of cosy, chummy show. It was. Yeah. It was. And you, but you worked hard, though, didn't you? How many did you do in a day? Well, on... On the last series, I got um, about 90 cheap T-shirts from somewhere in Manchester. We used to record it in Manchester. And it, I, I got blue T-shirts, the type of thing you can get for three quid or something mm-hmm. like that. And we'll, we'll disappear after one wash. <laughs> <laughs> we got the Going for Gold logo. And on the front, it said, going for gold, people do it. And on the back, it said, eight times a day. (laughs) (laughs) That's quite an impressive count there, eight times a day. Well, well, do you know something? I tell you what, Lucy, it's easier. It's easier to do that number than it is to do one or two. In the first few years, when we were trying to learn how to do it, it took us forever. We used to do two shows a day, Saturday and Sunday, in Television Centre, only every fortnight. Mm. The set had to be put in, then struck, in again two weeks, la- two, two weeks later, and then struck, and so on and so forth. Now, once you get on, as the late Jeremy Beadle, my dear friend, said to me, he said, that's a doddle, isn't it, eight? She said, you're just like a little hamster going round in the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just start you off at the beginning of the day and then that's it, that's you. You must have been exhausted at the end of it, though. It, it was pretty tiring, but you know something? And I bet you other um, quiz programme hosts and hostesses will say the same thing. It, it, it can be so rewarding in its own way that... You forget that you're tired Mm. until the series is over. And in my case, coming back from Manchester to London on the Saturday morning train, God, I'd be asleep before it left the Blue and Station. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) You know, that's that's when it would catch up on you. And did you um, ever find the theme tune stuck in your head? Because I know most of the rest of us have woken up singing that theme tune at some point. It's stuck in my head. Now, do you know something interesting? I managed. You know who wrote that? That was written by a man called Hans Zimmer. Mm. Now, Hans Zimmer is also the man who won an Oscar because he wrote the theme music for Gladiator. Yes. I mean, I still think the Going for Gold theme is better. I do. Yeah. Agree. <laughs> it's certainly catchier than anything that was it, on Gladiator. It's very catchy, but <laughs> I remember once going into the gallery because we we thought we needed to do um, uh, a small recording again. We thought there'd been some fluff, as it turned out, there wasn't. But we had to. I had to stand there and watch the beginning. To my utter amazement, the entire crew in the gallery were all singing the theme music. 
<laughs> as they should you can't well, not it's one of the, it's like the shake and back advert you, do you remember that one it's those there's certain tunes that you yes, just cannot, sure. you can sure. not sing and did you i mean did you like quizzing before has it left you with the taste for quizzing since or no no. <laughs> I mean, look, the position is this, Lucy. If asked, will do. As a journalist friend of mine used to say, the rule in journalism, journalism is have gone, will travel. Yes. If somebody asked me to do something and I could do it, I would do it. Oh, well, we're so glad you said yes, because, it, I mean, it, it was what it was because of you as well. And you're wonderful. The warmth of the contestants and the kindness. I always think that the nicest thing was that you didn't ever say anyone was losing. You would say, you're playing catch-up. Yes. <laughs> That's true, yes. There was, there was another wonderful man um, who also won it, Luke Roctas from Belgium. Mm-hmm. Now... Luke, any time people say to you, oh, go on, name a famous Belgian, and everybody goes, oh, Hercule Poirot, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> well, Luke was terrific. Now, he got to the final. He was in a very tricky position because his opponent was on six points and Luke was on four. And you needed eight or nine, to win. Mm -hmm. And up came this card. And I said, look, uh, his opponent had a choice to play or pass. And up came the title of the question. And the lady on my left chose to pass. And as I looked at the card, I thought, that's a very good decision, because this question is really, really difficult. The question was singing, and it said, I began as a form of communications between farmers. Bang! Goes, look. And I thought, yeah, you've blown it now, mate. (laughs) You've blown it. And I can hear his voice. I promise you, to this day, he goes, Yodeling. And I thought to myself, how the hell could you know that? (laughs) Up he goes tonight, game over. Fantastic. What? The most bizarre question. And he got the answer right. And afterwards I said to him, how did you know that? He said, one of those things I just know. He was a wonderful (laughs) guy. That's a stylish way to win. And when we were in the hotel afterwards... um, he, he insisted because we would buy a drink and meals for people. Luke insisted that the drinks were on him. Aww. He said, I have always wanted to go into a bar and say, the drinks are on me. <laughs> oh, what a lovely, lovely dream to make come true as yeah. well. That's yes, exactly. Oh, do you know what? Well, I'm so delighted that our warmth and affection for the show is, you know, I, I was dreading that you were going to come on and that you'd say, oh, it was awful. We had a terrible time. <laughs> oh, no, you know? no. Um, oh, gosh, well, we loved every second of it. And, it and so, did the whole, so did the whole crew, you know. Yeah. They, they were wonderful. Um, it was tricky in, in Manchester. Uh, uh, sorry, in London, because we were learning how to do it. Then we moved to Elstree for a while, um, where I used to play snooker with some of the cast of EastEnders. Nice. <laughs> and nice. then we moved to Manchester, and I think apart from anything else, Manchester, that was the time when the BBC was, you know, you could never tell who was making the programme, you know, production this, production that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. We, we, the Grundy organisation hired the studios in Manchester. The Oxford Road, the BBC the, Oxford Road? or Yes, on the Oxford Road, yeah. the very place, and the BBC made it um, uh, such that if you looked at the credits, it always had to have... BBC, executive producer, and so on and so forth. And, of course, the wheel came full circle because the last few series, um, the executive producer was Alan Boyd, who had been 
the producer, director of Game for a Laugh. Oh, wow. Gosh. Mm. So it's a small TV family that you... He never, under, he never really understood the programme. <laughs> <laughs> because when we came to four in a row, the first day Alan came up, mm-hmm. and I, I said to him, um, are you staying? And he said, I haven't booked anywhere yet. I said, I give you half an hour and then get the next train home because you'll only be in the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, we came to the walkthrough. You know, we were doing the tech run. He came to the walkthrough for four in a row. And Alan says to me, why is it called four in a row when there's only three people? <laughs> <laughs> so See, this I is said, Alan, four in a row is the questions. Uh, you know, executive producers, don't we all love them? Don't we all love them? <laughs> so, but, uh, so he got the next track. Oh, that's, if only we could send all executive producers home, that would be, be ideal. Well, it's been such an absolute pleasure talking to you, Henry. We're well, so it's very delighted. kind of you to ask me. Well, uh, It's been a pleasure talking to you. Not only us, but all of our listeners I know, and the whole of the UK and indeed the whole of Europe, uh, thank you for, uh, for going for gold. It was an absolute classic. Thank you so much, Henry Gelly. Pleasure. It's time to wrap up the Going for Gold special, Jen. Oh. I know, and we haven't even finished the format because I started <laughs> off. I started you with the first two rounds, well, with the elimination round and the first round proper at the top of the show. As first Henry round Kelly proper, yeah, yeah. It. Um, And now we're coming up to four in a row. So explain us, how did four in a row work, Jen? You've, you've got to get four questions right. You do. And it's represented by little building blocks that are on the front of your podium. That's correct. Oh. Now let's see if you can get four oh, in a row. No. Oh. Okay, so I'll start. Do you want entertainment, 1986, or world politics? Entertainment. Entertainment. <laughs> a day at the races starred which group of brothers? Max. The Spanish classical singer is Placido who? Domingo. In which country is Madame Butterfly set? Japan. The Pirates of Penzance is a comic opera written by who? Gilbert and Sullivan. Yeah, you got four hey! in a row easily. You could have had one more question. Which actor played Bond in the 1987 film The Living Daylights? Um, oh. It's The Living Daylights. Was that Roger Moore? It wasn't Roger Moore, was it? No, Dalton. Tim to the Dalton. Dalton. Dalton um, but anyway, it doesn't matter. You got four in a row. So you hey. would be through to the head to head. Right. Oh, my dreams are coming true today. The head to head round. Was this the bit where you had the different points were available as the question went on yes the time went on so there was a big block for four yeah and then three and two and one so if you got in early you could get four points and just you'd yeah, be yeah, you yeah. could be you could be three really so i'm going to give you uh southeast asia are you going to play or pass i'm going to well i'm going to have to play because yeah. i'm not sure who i'm playing against <laughs> pass it to me but i know the answer there you go that's not fair okay so uh see how quickly you can get it okay, okay. I am one of this century's most prominent revolutionary and anti-colonialists who brought a world-class power into a state of crisis. Born in a French colony in Southeast Asia, I travelled widely before setting up the Indo-Chinese Communist Party. I'll buzz in there and okay. say um, Ho Chi Minh. Ho Chi Minh. But I don't think, I think that can't have been in the four. I must have got three points. You were probably that. in the three points. I was trying to, I was trying to represent this with my... It, it's great for, great for a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jenny was doing going a, downwards her hand was like representing the Yeah, time but I didn't really down. know where the... You did very well. Yeah. Here we go, you'll get this one quickly. Okay. The Bible. I was the Roman prefect of Judea under the Emperor Tiberius and a Roman knight, but you know Pontius you Pilate. Yeah, yeah, you see, there you go, you'd be through. So you are going to Australia. Well, that was the first round, though. You've got to get through to the uh, semi-finals. Oh, God, it's, yeah, It's brutal. It's, it's a long slog if you want to get to Australia. Well, you are back next week. You're going to play John from, from Sweden, Sweden. Oh. <laughs> well he's terrible at tactics we know this now <laughs> yeah so you would have beaten him and then the little Italian fellow with his encyclopedias and uh, and that French woman the mystery French woman <laughs> so well it was an absolute pleasure talking to lovely John wasn't it from it Sweden was. uh, and we will be going if anyone wants to come do in the comments write what dates you're available to go to Berlin yeah for and what your drag name is and what your drag name is <laughs> Sheila Blige that's what I know it, I think it's already <laughs> taken but I'll, I'll have it as well Sheila Blige um, and we have also very much enjoyed talking to Henry Kelly what an absolute privilege he's got some wonderful anecdotes and I, I feel like we could have an entire spin-off series of podcasts where it's just us in conversation with, with well not in conversation just listening to just Henry just listening to Henry Kelly I could have listened to him or not. and I, I mean actually shout out there they did revive Going for Gold and John Suchet hosted it yeah. and he was very good he, he was, was perfectly good, good so. but it's it's such a tough act to follow it was well though he would i think if, if it had caught on he could also have had as henry had his own sort of 
brilliant catchphrases and things. John Suchet had a very robotic delivery. So now, coming up, we're going to have another question. And it was it was really quite <laughs> compelling when I watched it. It's on YouTube, you can watch it, watch the revival. Um, and also we should thank, as well as the legendary Henry Kelly, uh, we had a lovely listener quiz from Claudio. Thanks, Claudio. Thanks, Claudio, for your listener quiz. Um, that was all from the Going for Gold special, but we may well revisit Going for Gold again because it's the gift that keeps on giving. It really is. Thank you and goodbye. Bye. Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin McLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.